So I'd like to start off the the first Doom Vision debrief with two gigantic middle fingers to Kevin. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Jesus. Whoa. All right. Well, welcome to the Doom Vision debrief. Uh, this is our after show where we talk about the episode that we just had. Uh, and I, a lot to unpack from this first episode. Um, I, I think it's best. Let, let's start from the beginning. Uh, so Jess G, Claudia, or not Claudia, I am so sorry. Vanessa, it has been a long day. We have recorded a lot, had technical difficulties, and I am I'm not all here. Uh, Vanessa spent some time in... Uh, Colorado with her mom and is now back in the thick of things. Yeah, she's not happy about it either. She wanted nothing to do with this life. She was content just living out the rest of her days, um, working mindlessly, not being involved in anything. And it was the backpacks bringing to life with Marcus's voice that drew her back in. And now again, he comes back. Oh, Marcus. No coincidences there. No. I don't think there's any coincidences in Delta Green. Is there something specific about uh, Marcus reaching out via walkie-talkie or satellite phone that evokes some emotion in Vanessa? She promised to keep him safe. Oh, she, that's a deep cut. Yeah, Whoa. she made that's pro- deep. She made promises to him, and as much as they had a very toxic relationship to begin with, I think that they both grew to respect one another and lean on each other there towards the end. And um, I think that would gnaw at her, not knowing what happened to him, and also that promise that she wasn't able to keep. And so um, I think him popping back up would would trigger a few things in her brain. And she wants resolution. She wants to know, is he alive? Is he dead? Can I still save him? Can I help him? Because she knows how awful those night floors were. And the thought of him racing around those for all eternity, like that wouldn't sit well with her. So, yeah, I think um, she's she's probably having some internal struggles right now with all of that. And and so you guys had mentioned in the middle of the episode ish that yearly you both visited Marcus's grave, uh, Jesper. What? really uh i guess provoked veronica to continue that path was it a more of a connection to ness or is it just maybe reliving some of the loss of your your sister quote unquote loss because we don't know if she's gone 
So when it comes to Veronica and Marcus, they both had somebody that they mutually care a lot about. And they both, once, once the truth came out, that sort of became like on the agenda. Like, let's find your bottle. Let's find Claudia. Let's try to get them out. And she wasn't able to do that. She wasn't able to help Marcus get out either. And so she hopes that if they're there, to, if they're there, they're there together. And so it's kind of like, in a way, he kind of sacrificed himself to try to find her. And so she goes back to honor that because towards the end, yeah, there, like once the truth came out and once they were able to see eye to eye, then I think, uh, they they got to a much bigger understanding. And it seems like Veronica is maintaining some old habits that she had from last season. Uh, obviously, we're twenty years in the in the future from where we were during the night floors. Um, those habits, do you think they're ever going to die? No. No, and with having to dive back into Delta Green, I think they're just going to come back and bite her in the ass even harder. So, fast forward 20 years, you two have been Delta Green free. What do you think that it feels like for your characters to be sucked back in? What, what are they feeling right now being on the precipice of going back in for another Delta Green mission? Immediate, well, I guess it's not immediate, it's 20 years, but after knowing what kind of shit you can get into, what is Veronica and Vanessa thinking right now? Like, walk, walk us through that a little bit. I think Ness is probably pretty pissed because she made it pretty clear she wanted nothing, nothing to do with Delta Green again. And it almost feels like she's being manipulated at this point with Marcus's voice coming back. I mean, she hasn't heard his voice in 20 years. She kept the backpack in case, but I think she probably would have lost hope after five, 10 years. And so she probably is pretty angry and feeling manipulated like something is manipulating her and pushing her back in when she doesn't want to be, but she also can't ignore it. Well, I, did, I didn't mention it, but like the voice that you heard uh, from the walkie talkie, um, I mean, that was like the, the mega cliffhanger at the end of season one, right? That mm-hmm. was his voice coming through. In my mind, that's what she heard uh, coming out of the walkie talkie. Uh, that, that exact clip? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you said Ness. Yeah, can you hear me or something along those yeah. lines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Agent Marcus. Yep. Yeah. What do you guys think that uh, uh, when you hear at, at the cliffhanger of last episode, you hear, uh, you know, what do you mean you're ag- you're Agent Marcus? What does that mean? Well, it's like it's like we're going being thrown back in time mentally because that happened where we heard this is agent Marcus. And then what do you mean? This is agent Marcus. That was, we were, were we with you when you no. said that? No, so no, so we canoni- were with him canonically. Yeah. The, the end of season one, 
the very last clip that's played. Is what you heard. Not what I heard. It is what she hears at the be- at the start of this season. Yeah. The Mark is calling out for mm-hmm. you and her trying to reach you. Mm-hmm. Canonically, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so I think Cam- Cameron has no idea who any of these fucking people are. Mm-hmm. I have... He- I'm I'm oblivious. What, what, what? what I'm saying is, yeah. remember when you first heard the walkie-talkie come to life on the wall? Yep. And you you say back to it, what do you mean this is Agent Marcus? Oh, shit. Is that just clicking in your brain? Oh, holy shit. Yeah, so and that's so now when, we're yeah. hearing it in 2015, but mentally these two characters are being thrown back. Holy fuck. Did that totally skip in your brain? So that's when you were throwing a temper tantrum, ripping shit off the wall yes. in her yeah. apartment? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, I had to pedal faster, but yeah, I'm there now. I was thinking about other shit. I no. wasn't thinking. Okay. It's, all, it's all tied together. I'm going to need a third middle finger for Kevin. <laughs> and to I've ans- been re-listening to all these episodes. I've been taking notes. Yeah. And to, <laughs> Jesus. And to answer your question, how Veronica is feeling, she's... She's kind of bitter because at the beginning, what? Brandon giving me three middle fingers. (laughs) Got a director over here becoming a part of the show. At least put it in front of the camera so everybody can see it. The debrief's a little different. Um, But she's bitter. Towards the end of season one, you could really tell how the night floors and the involvement with Delta green started to warp her and change her and harden her. I mean, like her little standoff with Marcus alone was like completely 180 from how she started this whole thing. And I don't think she ever lost that edge. Uh, like I said that, uh, them watching the, the, um, McAllister building burn down. Like it's still very vivid in her mind. And now she feels like she's being sucked into it all over again. She's not thrilled. Um, I think bitter is the best way. It's like, And she's older now. She knows a lot more than she used to. So she knows, like, it's never just a find these people and then you're done. There's always so much more. And I don't think that she's planning on coming out of it alive this time i think that's an interesting perspective and as much as i loved playing marcus i think introducing a new character and i think we had talked about this on a a debrief episode quite a long time ago that if one of us were to die because we had built a i i don't even know what the word is like a a routine almost amongst us. It would be diff- difficult to introduce a new character into that dynamic because, you know, we had Veronica, who was very soft-spoken, Ness, who was kind of bullheaded, and Marcus, who was just annoying. It, w- it would be interesting to have somebody new into that dynamic. But I think this is, this is going to be an interesting ride because that dynamic is different because you two in character are vastly different people than we started off the last season. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Veronica, you've really 
become much more assertive in a as a character than you were at the start of season one. Mm -hmm. Vanessa, I think, has gotten softer in some aspects, but maybe more guarded, even more so than she was in others. And then you have this kid. <laughs> yeah, this kid who knows nothing about the night floors, knows nothing about what you guys have experienced. It's going to be a very interesting dynamic moving forward. I can foresee some tension because he doesn't know. He, he didn't get to experience it, and it's going to be flooding back for for the two biddies I, I, the two biddies <laughs> the two milfs the two gilfs gilfs yeah gilfs. I, I so i guess i guess we can talk about predictions i foresee a lot of the conflict being about cameron wanting to look deep into everything and you guys are just like this is old hat this is we've done this we we've looked into this already like I, we can give you sources I, I can draw all kinds of symbols for you let's go talk to mac you know kind of th this is shit that you guys have done before comes out on his rascal <laughs> yeah hold his mac now how old was mac when we started this he had to have been in his 40s he went to prison he started a gang yeah he had to have been in his 40s he's got to be like 60 good old mac yeah Anyway, what's up? <laughs> How old is Mac now? Oh, uh, I don't I'd say know, in his sixties, like seventies. Yeah. Sure. If he was in his forties, fifties. Sure. His rap career is really tanked. <laughs> Google him. Um. Oh, I was going to say something. Uh. Ooh, uh, I have uh, I have a uh, fact of the day. If you're ready for, oh wait, predictions, right? Yeah. For the rest of everybody, I'll get to your fact okay. and do yeah, you, hold you, your horses. Do, is it a fact and a rule, or do you just have a fact today? Actually, it's just a fucking quote. I think it's cool. Okay, so quote. We'll get to you. Oh, and then I have a Kevin Spooky Sleepy Corner. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have so many like little segments. Yeah, segments of this. Uh, okay, uh, Claudianica. That was a deep cut, dude. That yeah, took me it was. To get I'm out of practice. Like I said, I don't think I'm going to make it out of this one alive. I'm the oldest one out of us all in this scenario. And we're going to have to take your walker in the car with us everywhere we yeah. go. She's like get the Jamie life Lee alert. Curtis, like, she's like, get the shotgun. Evil Halloween, dies tonight. Like 63. Yeah. yeah. Now get the life alert ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. Because if she, if we do encounter Claudia, I can't guarantee that she won't just follow her this time. Or shoot her. Bitch, you owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> I found the shit in your mattress. <laughs> Thanks a lot, you old bitch. This is all your fault. <laughs> all right, Ness. What What's Ness's prediction moving forward? I think Ness is going to be taking on a new role, and this is just kind of, it's going to be weird for me. So I think I think Vanessa is going to be very protective of Cameron, and I think a lot of that has to do with her guilt over Marcus and not protecting mm -hmm. him. And so she sees this young kid that's being thrown into the middle of this shit, and she knows exactly what she's headed for. Well, she thinks she does. I'm sure Kevin is going to surprise me here and there. Um, I got a couple of things up my sleeves. Yeah, she, she, she knows how bad it can get. So I think she's going to be 
maybe not necessarily motherly, but very protective of this kid to try and maybe make up for Marcus. Um, there can only be one. Yeah. Yeah. And then with like, I make good choices. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I packed don't do you drugs. a lunch. <laughs> I, I packed you a peanut butter jelly. Yeah. I, I, I can foresee her being very protective of him to the point of sacrificing herself. Oh, shit. Um, what to I mean we we know a little bit about Ness and what she's gone through the last 20 years and she's not mentally healthy or stable completely (laughs) and you know I think it would be a beautiful end if any of you died yeah otherwise I I think any (laughs) of you dying uh in the in the game would be like it'll it'll make the story like rich almost it'll just be like Holy fuck. Remember that time when Veronica trying to get to her sister went down in a hail of bullets or whatever? Well, and I'm with... It was a firefight. I'm with Jess, and I don't see how these two ladies that went through this once already and all the shit, and even 20 years, we're still suffering. How can we go through it again and, and come out sane and alive? Like, I just don't see it. So I think... I don't know. Okay, so a couple things. I First off, I'd like to say I, I find this extremely interesting that there is a very stark cr- contrast between the conversation that we're having at the table this year versus what we did last year or last season, right? We were all very attached to our characters. Um, I think maybe Marcus broke the mold for everybody. Like, it's okay to lose a character and... I, 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 we, you can mourn it, but I'm still mourning Marcus. But I also just had this thought is that Cameron was born in 96. Did either of you have any affairs that you guys wanted to clean out right after 95? Just kind of coping with all the shit that you had been through. <laughs> like, are you trying to you see Kevin's eyes right now? Are you trying to be my son that I, that I gave up? I never met my mama. <laughs> She left me on a doorstep. My mom is one of my bonds, though. I, I can change that. But I, no, I, like, I was like, oh, my mom. God. As soon as I find her, she's my bond. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I honestly, like, the, the, the contrast between, I think, last season, we all very much clung to our characters and were like, we're going to ride this shit out until the end. And I'm hearing you and, and you both say, like, if I see Claudia, I'm I'm gone. Peace out. That character's done. I'm I'm something new or you know, you putting your life on the line for somebody else where Vanessa was very much a, a selfish character at the beginning of, of last season. Uh, it, it's just it, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting development. I think we've all changed. Uh, never mind, I haven't. You guys may have. I'm still st- the same dick jerk. <laughs> All right. Well, Kevin, I think that brings us to the fact of the day or the quote of the day or just a little Delta Green snippet. So we don't forget where we came from. Um, This one, like, so in the handler's guide, they just put lots of quotes for for in reference to the HP Lovecraft, the original source material. And uh, I finally watched the Color Out of Space movie with Nicolas Cage, and it was really good. Uh, I recommend it. Um, but uh, yeah right in the book they have this quote and I'll just read it real quick just for fun I think it's cool 
Uh, for the terror had not faded with the silhouette, and in a fearsome instant of deeper darkness, the watchers saw wriggling at the tree at that treetop height a thousand tiny points of faint and unhallowed um, radiance, tipping each bow like the fire of Saint Elmo or the flames that came down on the apostles' heads at, at Pentecost. It was a monstrous constellation of unnatural light, like a gutted swarm of corpse-fed fireflies dancing hellish. Uh, sarabands over an cursed marsh and its color was that same nameless intrusion which Ami had come to recognize and dread so that's from color out of space um it's kind of fun um I re- i've read a lot of uh, quite a bit of hp lovecraft it's pretty cool um so that's where all this comes from so uh go see color out of space i don't care what anyone says i love nicholas cage <laughs> the rock man con air con air put put down the bunny <laughs> <laughs> uh okay um so we got to throw in a couple of promotional items kevin so- spooky sleepy corner kevin spooky sleepy corner Oh, I'm sorry. Forget. I am sorry. All right. Spooky, sleepy corner. You remember the Jess? You remember what happened? Okay, I think she does. So, so at some point, we were sleeping a couple months allegedly. months ago, right? And I was having, I must have been having a dream, right? Because, uh, Jess, why don't you say it? Because I was out. Actually, I'm not sure which which instance you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember that yeah that's the one i'm talking about no you you gotta tell it well okay so i was having a dream and i was in uh, what i so the the whole dream was this i had to put an item down and take a photo of it for someone i was like showing somebody something i was about to send them a text i held up my camera phone my phone and i was going to take a picture and all of a sudden, behind the item I'm trying to take a photo of, this fucking crazy ass bitch starts like contorting herself at me and doing like acrobatics at me, right? Was it Dolores? I don't know. <laughs> was it Michelle? It was like this like shadowy, like, right? And it's coming at me, and I'm looking at the camera and I go, oh God. And I like fall on my back and I'm following it with the camera. And when it when it gets over me, it like like quick as lightning disappears in behind me and i go oh my god and i i I remember like i made like i yelled out it was more like (laughs) so apparently i made that sound in the middle of the night i was just like (laughs) and then uh and then jess goes and i go kevin you're dreaming or whatever right yeah let's check and make sure he's okay yeah you were like kevin are you okay and i'm like oh god yeah i'm sleeping (laughs) <laughs> bitch freaked me out because <laughs> she woke me I, I woke up and it had just happened so it was like the first thing in my mind was bitch freaked me out <laughs> and I was like oh I'm at home <laughs> none of that was real Kevin spooky sleepy corner That oh is a true goodness. story. All right, uh, play the outro music for Kevin Spooky Sleepy. <laughs> well, and then 
<laughs> I'll play the David S. Pumpkins theme song. <laughs> David S. Pumpkins. That happened at like two or three in the morning, and I couldn't stop laughing. She just started laughing so hard. She's <laughs> like, we're going to talk about this the, on the, the podcast. Bed, the bed was shaking. The bitch freaked me out. <laughs> bitch freaked that me bitch out. freaked me out. Let's put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was something. I mean, I, I had an instance the other night. Oh, Jess's spooky sleepy corner. What do you got? <laughs> Everybody it's, have it's spooky not, sleepy corners? It's not corners? super spooky, but I had a dream that I was like doing that maneuver where like you take the palm of your hand to like the nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and I fucking punched him. All, all, yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm sleeping. And then all of a sudden it's like, doof. I'm like, Jess, you just hit me. And she goes, sorry. I was dreaming. <laughs> like, it was just like, she hit me so hard. It was enough to be, for me to be like, what is happening? It was like, whack. It hit me really hard. So for all things considered, I talk in my sleep, but I don't ever hit you. You have elbowed me before. You but probably had it coming. But never full on hit. Yes. All right. Well, let's, let's get to some promotions. We got to say promotions because that's how we keep the podcast running. Um, I'm, I'm going to let Jess do her full spiel at the end, but I, I forgot this during the intro. We, we do have merchandise now. We do. We need, we're, we're currently revamping it, but, uh, yes, shirts, uh, notebooks, water bottles, stickers. It's pretty sweet. This one's kind of falling apart cause I've had it on my phone for so long, but yep, yep. So, uh, promotion-wise, on our social medias, we are Doom Vision Podcast on Facebook, at Doom Vision Pod on Twitter, at Doom Vision Podcast on Instagram, and TikTok. We're about to be able to post a lot more content on TikTok because we're really up in our shit. Um, Patreon is a given, if so definitely try to support us there if you can. Um Am I forgetting anything? Discord. Oh, Discord. Yes, Discord. we are very active on our Discord. We've gotten some people on there that have given us some great feedback, and we would love to hear from you too. So join our Discord. I actually have a link in all of our socials that has a link to the Discord. So feel free to click it, join, and come hang with us. Also, the great thing about Discord is not only do you get that interaction with us, um, but all of our handouts are posted there. There is a section for any suggestions or any things that you want to see in the show. Um, but if you want to see all the handouts we get for longer than three seconds that they're on the screen now, um, you can go back and check them out there. Uh, also, our, our YouTube, not only will these be posted on Spotify, it'll be a video podcast on Spotify, uh, it'll be an audio podcast on Apple because Apple doesn't do video podcasts anymore. Uh, but this will be posted on YouTube the same day that it goes up on Spotify. So uh, all of you, you're going to see our faces in multiple different platform platforms, but follow us on all those areas because um, it really helps us growth growth. Um, and, and if you like what you're doing, if you like what we're doing, if you like what you're doing too, you have any growths? <laughs> yeah, do you have any growths? Uh, Kevin will take a look at him. Send pictures to you. That that oh, that's another at thing. Growth. That's another thing. If you have, if you want some dating advice from Mac, good old Mac from season one, I'm sure he'll make a comeback this season. 
uh, send in your dating if you want or your dating questions. And if you have any hate for us, if you just got something that you gotta get off your chest, Kevin's gonna dress up as Candace and address it to you on camera. So make sure you send in yeah, your I, hateful shit. I got uh, I got some. I got. Remember, I sent you the wig and yep. the fucking tattoo sleeves yep. for Mac. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. So follow us on all those platforms. Um, again, we're extremely appreciative that we have the audience that we have. We're very thankful that you guys enjoy listening to our podcast. Uh, I had a thought, but now it's eluding me. I was going to talk it's about something. Yeah, it it is late. Um, I want to thank everybody except for Dan Stevenson. Yeah. You know who you are. Fuck you, Dan Stevenson. Could you imagine there's a guy like listening, like, look at this fucking sweet ass podcast. I listen to this. Season, <laughs> it's my favorite. And then he he cranks it out. He's driving to work one day and he's like, fuck you, Dan Stevenson. What the fuck? Like just getting right up into his fucking brain. And he's just like, I got to call the police. These guys know where I live. You're driving a we need Honda to have a- Civic. <laughs> A 95 Honda Civic. He's going to fucking crash. We're going to read about a crash because we did that to him. Daniel. We know who you are. We are. We see you. And your blue house. (laughs) There's a Daniel Stevenson (laughs) in a blue house who drives a Honda Civic. Uh, This is an 81 Honda. How dare you? See you tonight, Daniel. With that. But Adam Jefferson, thank you for watching. You are a great viewer. Adam. Adam. You've been awesome. Adam Jefferson. Adam Jefferson. Is it a real person? I don't <laughs> fucking oh. know. Sounds like somebody like signed the declaration Shout out of independence. To my wifey. <laughs> Old Adam Jefferson. If if your name is Adam Jefferson or uh Daniel Stevenson. Daniel Stevens, go to our YouTube and write a comment that you are those people because we we'll reach out to you. This is the social experiment. It was a social experiment. All right. So you've had all of our socials. You've had all of our predictions. We are extremely excited to be back for season two. Uh, and I think that's it for now. So uh, I guess we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye-bye. 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 Thank <laughs> you.